Hey, it's BNT Talk Sports. I'm Tyler here with Ben. Ben, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing great. You know, new semester started of, of school, so we're back into the routine, and I think you can expect expect some more some consistent potting from us. We've got a lot of football to talk about, so I'm excited. Yeah, and just with traveling and beginning of school and getting adjusted to new schedules. It's been a little crazy. Um, and uh, I, I don't want to brag, but I also am a probably the new up-and-up coach. Um, but, yeah. Uh, you heard it here, 14, 14-year-old 14 uh, AAU girls volleyball. If you hear of uh, U14 volleyball team just absolutely popping off, um, Probably it's, it's my team, team. Yes. and it's probably because of me. So yes, just just wanted to like throw that out there. So that's yeah. all. That's also made things a little tricky. But uh, but I think we'll be back into our regular schedule. This will probably be the one for the week. But then after that, like we're gonna have a lot of NFL playoffs to talk about, college basketball. We're gonna be. I think we could go twice a week until until the end of March Madness. Yeah, we'll or one. We'll one be. Twice. We'll be very – we won't be short on content, that's for no, sure. No. So let's of course not. Let's, uh, let's dive right in. Let's talk about the obvious. So um, the playoff uh, – the college football playoffs, that is, we had uh, TCU beat Michigan and then Georgia escape against Ohio State. So I think um, we were all led to believe that this TCU game – this TCU versus Georgia national championship would be not embarrassing, not necessarily a blowout per se, uh, because the semifinal how games, wrong were we? we were very wrong. Um, I, 65, mad. 65 to seven, I believe yes. was the final score. Okay, and I'm mad. And you know why I'm mad? Tell me why you're mad. Cause I knew that once I sort of semi believed in them, <laughs> that it would collapse. Like, once you I believed them to in lose, them. I picked them to lose like, Every game, I kept saying, this is the week they'll lose because they're not good. This is the week they'll lose because they're not good. And it never happened except the Big 12 championship game. But they were already in the playoff at that point, so I didn't even care. <laughs> like It didn't matter because I'm like, they're going to get in. I'm like, okay, Michigan will blow them out. Nope. Okay, you know what? This team's legit. They can compete with Georgia. Loses by 58. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Once, once you start to believe in the system, it just stabs you in the back. I... I, I do believe that if TCU played Ohio State and not Georgia, that game is a lot more competitive and a lot more entertaining. Yeah, Georgia is just a tough matchup, I think, for anyone. Um, but but honestly, Ohio, Ohio State, I am very much convinced that they were the second best team in the country. That there, I think it was Georgia. I think there was Michigan, which was like a a large step down. They're sort of like. They're still better than almost everybody, but they're sort of like Walmart, Georgia, yeah. a little bit. They're like Big Ten version of Georgia, and but Ohio State was the one team that I preseason throughout the entire year kept going. I like the talent, but they need to put it together. I like the talent, but they need to put it together, and they never did. But then they did against Georgia and should have won, but didn't. I think they were they were the team that had a chance to beat Georgia. Maybe they weren't the second best team. But they were the team that could beat Georgia. They yeah. had the athletes to compete with them. They had the high-powered offense. C.J. Stroud looked like an absolute monster. I, I think that was the shot. 
TCU, they were just – the magic ran out, and I think they were just – I mean, there's nothing you can say. It's just Georgia was way, way, way better. And Georgia played, like, the best that they've ever played, I think. That was, like, a worse version of Georgia-Oregon at the beginning of the year. Yes. And, it, yeah, it was – it was pretty inevitable after the first quarter. Um, did I think they would reach 60 and that TC wouldn't even put up double digits? No. But I think Georgia wanted to make a statement, and they clearly did. Can I make a shout-out real quick? Shout-out. Shout shout-out. Okay, so we're watching the Pitt-Duke game right now, um, and we're about to see once Duke gets the ball back, there is a guy dressed as Big Bird, but with a Duke jersey on, in the front row of the student section. I just want to shout out that guy. Whoever Can we get that guy on the pod here? Dude, I sure hope so, because that's like it. May, it's one of those ID? things that just makes no sense, but it's just awesome. Let all right, we will let's tell our listeners right now to go to the Pitt Duke game uh, rewatch at this yeah, point. Yeah, 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 like YouTube or something. Yeah, go on YouTube and you can find condensed versions, and you will yeah. find this man and. Yeah, that that was a very appropriate shout out. Yeah, let's let's find out who he is. Um, Anyways, TC Georgia. Sorry, sorry. I was just gonna say, um, Georgia. I mean, I think they wanted to make a statement because they were very much doubted all year. I don't think anyone thought that uh, Georgia could make it to the national championship or even win. I think everyone was totally against Georgia in that aspect. And they did the unthinkable. They they won the national championship. Yeah, just um, good job, everyone. 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 Everyone Stetson thought Bennett. they'd go five and seven, six and six, seven and five. Shockingly, the team that we all knew was better than everybody else was better than everybody else. That is crazy. And um, in case you can't pick up on this, we are one hundred percent being sarcastic. Um, there are some Georgia players when they're being interviewed that said multiple times that they were being that they were quote being doubted all year long. There was even a quote, the reason why Ben brings up like five and seven, seven and five was six because six because they said those because literally there were players for Georgia having won the national championship two years in a row that literally thought that people were saying that they would go five and seven, six and six or seven and five. You know what I'll say about that? I have a take about that. I am insanely impressed. Like, I hate as a fan, as a guy who tries to look at things analytically, who tries to look at, you know, sort of like that sort of stuff, I hate manufactured adversity. I'm not a cliche person when it comes to sports for the most part, but like, I hate manufactured adversity. But like, you gotta respect a guy like Kirby Spark being able to convince these guys legitimately that people don't believe. <laughs> like that that is impressive like that that is a great coach uh, i i'll say that i agree with you i think manufactured adversity uh is very cringe to me yes, uh, i also cringe. i also think it's cliche you know? uh it's very forced i yeah. also think um for example I won't name any names of schools, but uh, there are a lot of schools out there. Maybe not a lot, but there's some schools out there and their student sections also try to force maybe traditions, culture, etc. Things of that nature. And 
to the point where it's also cringe. Like, oh, every time the other team shoots a free throw, we do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. And there's some schools that, again, I'm not going to name any BYU uh, schools, <laughs> but it's just super cringe to me. So yeah. uh, I, I definitely get the force manufactured aspect of it. But – yeah, I, I think it was it's sad because last year I was rooting for Georgia in the national championship to be Alabama and Stetson Bennett was a cool story last year. Like, oh, this kid was a walk on and he kind of battled it out with another really good quarterback and was able to lead his team to a national championship. Even though last year it was pretty much the defense that won it. Um but then he – so it was, like, cool. He had this, like, underdog-ish story going for them. Yeah. Even though it's hard to be an underdog when you play for Georgia, but there's this narrative to yeah. it with yeah. him specifically. And then, Which, like, is fair, but then, like, it's one of those things where, like, everyone's just trying to, like, shove it down your throat oh, he, repeatedly. He, he was know? milking it. He, yeah. He has milked that, that cow. So much. And you know, like, I, I get it. I get why you would do that. I'd probably do the same thing. But as someone who doesn't care, it's just annoying. Yes, I agree. I would um, 100% do the same thing if I were Stetson Bennett. I would keep saying how much of an underdog I am, even though I have basically an NFL team playing against college teams. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you know, like, and it's easy. And I think us two, out of our, like, I think we have a lot of friends that we talk sports with. I think the two of us are amongst the very critical Stetson Bennett train. Not critical, but, like... I am openly not a big fan of Stetson Bennett. Yeah, no, I, I, I find him very annoying. What You know what I will give him credit for? That watching this game, I was like, you know, he is, he is good. I will say legitimately that he is a good... a, a good to very good quarterback. College quarterback. I think the thing is, like, he was he's very fast. Um, I mean, there's a lot of room, but, like, he is a – he's he's an athlete. He doesn't yeah. look like one, but he is a good athlete. And I just think that – but I, I will say, like – and I see people saying, like, oh, well, we got to talk about him as, like, one of the best, like, college football players of all time. And I'm like, from a resume standpoint, sure – but, like, college sports, in my opinion, you – I think it's resume talk. It's kind of stupid for any player in sports. Doing it in college is really stupid, especially, like, college football. Um, but, you know, like, it's not his fault that his guys are open all the time and that they're better than everybody else. And he, he was able to uh, – to be like a leader for that team and to make those plays, he executed. He executed the plays that he should have on that team. He's sort of like he's sort of like a second tier quarterback in my opinion. Where it's like, where it's like there's there's a group of you know ten ish quarterbacks that are very talented, very very good. And Stetson Bennett's outside of that in my opinion. And everyone will think of that as like me hating on him, but it's really not. It's just like, I mean. Brock Bowers would just be open. There was the one touchdown where he ran it in, and there was no one on that side of the field. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it's just hard to judge, I think. Yeah. You know? Because he was on a supporting cast that was just so good. Um, yeah. Yep. I think 
He played very, very, very well. Yeah. And that, a lot of that was overmatching the other team. But, you know. But you can't blame him for that. No. It's not uh, his fault that his team's better than everybody, you know. I I actually believe that Stetson Bennett is not eligible to be in the Hall of Fame, funny enough, because he never won first team All-American. <laughs> and so that... that uh, I didn't know that was a thing, and I never think of college Hall of Neither do I, but I think it's a. If you want to talk about resume building, I mean, yeah. he he was a good quarterback, but I agree, he was also on a good team. I never really saw like throws that he would make. I was like, wow, that's like an NFL throw, or wow, you'd see some throws like a, where you'd be like, that's a very good throw, yeah. or this guy's, you know, this guy can hold his own and do enough. But yeah, like when he played Bryce Young last year, we all knew who the better quarterback. It's not yeah. close. When he played in the semifinal, was it close who the better quarterback was? No. Not at all. You know. And um, that was a very good Georgia defense that CJ Stroud picked apart. Yeah. So, I, I will say about this Georgia this Georgia defense did really step up in this last game because it's not as good of a defense as you think. Like this team, people are gonna think, oh, well, this team is uh this Georgia team was the best was better than last year because they won the Natty, but no, last year's team was better. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's close either, but you got to think, Georgia's the new Bama. If you can lose your entire defense, basically, to the NFL, and then you're like, okay, here's the new defense that will all go to the NFL. <laughs> it's a- and then, they, and then they, they bring in all their backups, and TCU keeps in their starters, and they're still beating the crap out of them. Yeah. It's insane. They're, they're the new Bama. They're the new Bama. Um, and I don't think Nick Saban likes the sound of that, but it's true. So, did you see that video, by the way? With David, David Pollock. Pollock yeah. That was funny. I, I mean, nothing David Pollock said was wrong, but yeah. it's just funny. Essentially, for the listeners who don't know, yeah. after the national championship game, David Pollock, along with a couple other college football analysts, were talking about Georgia. And Nick Saban was on. Nick Saban was, was at the same table. Mm-hmm. While this is being broadcasted, and David Pollock said something along the lines of, Georgia is taking over college football. And a lot of people thought that was kind of a hot take, especially to do in front of Nick Saban. But again, he's not wrong. Yeah. They win back-to-back championships with one loss in those two years. Mm-hmm. Is he wrong? No. No. So, and, no. And so uh, I'm excited to see college football again once it comes back around when – uh, when new conferences are made and new transfers go to different teams, people like Sam Hartman at Notre Dame, DJU at Oregon State, uh, Keaton Slovis now at BYU, just little fun things like that. It'll be fun to see uh, kind of a new look in college football, which is what the transfer portal gives us. So, um, but I say that, and it doesn't matter because Georgia's just going to win it again. So, congrats on the three-peat, Georgia. And if not, it's because Bama or Ohio State or Michigan or Clemson or something. Wait, those aren't – what? There's no way any of those teams could ever win it. They never have a chance every year. No, That's I mean, no, weird. it's Georgia that actually can't win it because none of us believe in them. Anyways <laughs> – 
Uh, NFL week yeah. eighteen. Uh, can I just go on a like two to three minute Lions Packers spiel, and then we'll talk about the before Lions. before you do that. I think we should say that Jamar Hamlin is out of the hospital, and he is was uh, I don't want to say discharged. He was like let he was discharged. Dis discharged is that the term? I, I believe so. Is that the term? Uh, I'm pretty hey, sure that is the term. Uh. Anyway, he's, we're not medical experts. On we are podcast. definitely not medical e- experts, but he was let go because yeah. he was deemed healthy enough to leave. So we are happy. It's, we are happy that he's okay. That he's okay, and uh, it honestly seems like the best case scenario that just that he that is, he seems to be completely fine. Yeah, that he seems to be just very functional so hopefully that's the case and hopefully it keeps up so yeah. i just wanted to say that okay go for on your sure. lions packers spiel yeah. then the floor is yours okay so the lions were able to beat the packers which kept the packers out of the playoffs in a big uh week 18 game um you know this is something that i honestly like i wouldn't have been surprised if the packers had won i honestly kind of expected the packers to win but on paper Lions were the better team. Uh, the Lions had the better offense, despite what people wanted to tell you. The Lions were the hot team going in, despite everyone wanting to tell you it was the Packers. Uh, the Lions are a better coach team. Uh, the Lions are a more well-rounded team. On Sunday night, the Lions had the better quarterback that night. Um, the Lions are on the up. They are the team to beat in the NFC North going forward, and... It was fun keeping Aaron Rodgers out of the playoffs. Uh, Stinks the Lions uh, couldn't be in the playoffs because Baker Mayfield is useless. But, (laughs) you know, that's neither this nor that. So should we just get straight into our – there's not a ton of other Week 18 stuff that is super relevant. Maybe we could just talk about the – just preview these games real quick. Maybe our picks. Yeah. We don't even have to preview them. I'd like to get all of our picks in. Yeah, so I was noted, but I was just gonna say, like, going off Lions Packers. Yeah, it actually kind of shocks me how like how many people, not like I don't everyone thought the Packers. Were yeah, like I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing to think. Oh yeah, I think the Packers are gonna win, but, see, but like, like everybody and their mother yeah. was like, the Lions don't have a chance. It's in Lambeau. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's like you forgot one thing. You forgot that the Lions are good and the Packers aren't. Yeah, so it it, it was pretty interesting, but uh, I very happy for the Lions as they really turned it around in the second half of the season and yeah. were able to. The narrative is that it was an upset. It was not an upset. Yeah, exactly. Like, the better team won. Yeah, which is that. You that's know, more. That, that that I more, think that's what you're saying. That's what we're both saying. Yeah, uh, that's know? what we're alluding to. That was yeah. not necessarily an upset. Like no. Maybe the Packers were favored, you know, like they shouldn't have been. But like, but you know, maybe, maybe by, but they were favored by like five and a half, dude. Yeah, that's weird. Like they should have been favored by two and a half because yeah. they're playing in Lambo. Yeah, and exactly. We you know. So, anyway, uh, but yeah, let's let's do some picks here. Uh, correct me. Today is January eleventh. Yep. Are the playoffs? This weekend or next? Uh, this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. The only break is the Pro Bowl, which is the week between Conference Championship and the Super Bowl. Otherwise, we're there's two games Saturday, 
three games Sunday and a game Monday night. And can I just say that the Pro Bowl's like the worst thing ever. Like it is. I I literally would, don't care. I would rather. I I think it'd be better if they just gave all the teams this week off and we just did the Pro Bowl. And we did the pro, the Pro Bowl was just sort of like an all pro thing where we're like, oh, it's this fun theoretical award you get, yeah, recognition you get, but you don't actually play the game because it's stupid. Yeah. Anyways, should we start? Let's just go chronologically. 49ers Seahawks. What are what are your thoughts on this? Uh, well, Seahawks kind of snuck in there. This is the seven and two game, right? Yes. Um, it's in San Francisco. Yep. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's much to say. I think the Seahawks could give up. Like, I think they could give like a really good fight, and they could compete. But ultimately, that's the best they can do. Though ultimately, for, 49ers, they're just the better team. Uh, they played about a month ago. 49ers won by eight points, and then they crushed them earlier. And then earlier in the season, it was about twenty point. It was a twenty point win. So uh, it it's just a tall task for Seattle. My only mm-hmm. kind of limitation is that maybe the 49ers overlook them and yeah. maybe don't come ready to play. Like, Even so, think. I think they would then just adjust and change their mindset. And is Brock Purdy the QB or is it Jimmy G? It's Brock Purdy, Jimmy G's. It's basically a foregone conclusion that, that Brock Purdy's the backup receiver. All right, so uh, Brock Purdy... Basically, just has to not totally screw up. Like he can screw up, but he can't just like completely. He just screw can't up. completely unravel. And yeah, fine. exactly. Which you won't. Forty uh, Niners win by. I'll, I'll say a touchdown. A half, so I'll say a touchdown. I think the Seahawks could cover. I'm going to say Forty Niners by ten. Could be more. I think the Forty Niners cover. Um, this game's more fun. Oh yeah. Uh, Chargers oh, yeah. at Jaguars. I am scared as a Chargers fan mm-hmm. because they're only like Chargers. We played them week like four, maybe. Yeah. And we lost thirty-eight to ten. Like thirty-eight to ten. Like Jacksonville destroyed us, and so uh, I'm just kind of <laughs> like I don't. Scared might not even be the right word, um, but also it's 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 the Chargers. It's Chargers. The Chargers could beat the best team, and but they could lose. also just lose the Jags. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's two good quarterbacks. That's intriguing. All the AFC games, for the most part, are going to be between good quarterbacks, especially from the second weekend on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I were a betting man, which it doesn't matter because anytime I make any kind of pick yeah. for an NFL game, it's always the opposite. Yeah. I would say the Jags win this game. I think mm-hmm. it's close. I think uh, I think both the defenses step up. I think the Chargers defense has been mm-hmm. amazing over yeah. the past month or two. Uh so it's not going to be as high scoring as maybe people expect it with Herbert and Lawrence. I'm going to go like a 28 to 24 win. Yeah, Jags Jags win. 
Yeah, I think this is a game where I absolutely think the Chargers are the better team. Correct. Um, but they will lose. Uh, but I just... They are the better team. And it's going to be one of those things where, oh, I think the Chargers win seven times out of ten, but this is not one of those times. Yeah, no, that's exactly... I don't know why. Like, I 100% think the Chargers are the better team, but I can't pick them. I'm going to say the Jags win by a field goal in a, a, a low-scoring game, like 20-17, where we continue being like, what is wrong with the Chargers? Why do they do this? Yeah, Staley, uh, Staley's on the hot seat. I it's, think. it's. I mean, I think making the playoffs, he'll be fine. But, like, next year, I think they're going to need to, like, make a step up. Um, but I think, I, yeah, I, I just think, Every, this is like my Titans-Jags pit last week that was good against the spread. It wasn't good in terms of who won, but I just like the Jags here just because that's just that's just my feeling. I think people in Jacksonville are also like very excited. Too. In Jacksonville, in at Jacksonville. Night. So it's like yeah, it's gonna be a crazy environment. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be a tough environment to play in. Um, and the Chargers are not used to. They're an L.A. team, which... No one cares about sports No in one cares LA. about sports in L.A., so... Um, and no one cares about sports in L.A., and there's another football team in that town that people care about more. Who's way worse. Who's way worse. Defend, not Well, no longer defending Super Bowl champions, but the previous Super Bowl. Yeah. Anyways, I think we made our point, but on to the third game. On to the third game, uh, Sunday, Dolphins-Bills. Uh, hey, we don't even. And, and, and this would be a great game if Tua was the quarterback and if he was healthy. Because, well, because, the thing. because I say mm-hmm. Tua, but um, I want to emphasize if he was healthy because I'm not going to put anything past the Dolphins' doctors and training staff. <laughs> To put uh, an unhealthy Tua in there? He, he has been ruled out. Okay. Skylar Thompson is the starter. So, therefore, there's no reason to even talk but about it. But they also ruled uh, him having, like, a major concussion, and they still played him. So, I'm just not – like, I don't care what's been said. I think Tua could always just come in and play, um, regardless of his health. Um, but well, assuming – Well, injury reports, if, if he's ruled out, he can't. Assuming that that is correct, which I'm uh, I'm not gonna let we don't we don't go into conspiracy theories on this. Podcast. Yeah, I'm speculating. I'm speculating. Yeah, but I, I say Bills forty one ten. Like I just think this is yeah, gonna be bad. Yeah. Even with Tua in, they were looking like maybe not a playoff team towards the end. Yeah. yeah I think this is bad. Yeah, that was the point I was trying to make. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was getting to Bills will yeah, just yeah. dominate that game. Um, let's go on to the next game: Giants at Vikings. Um, I, I think everyone, including the Vikings, think that the Vikings will win easily. I don't think people think that. I think people look at the Vikings at home and see that 13 and four record and they'll just be like, the casual person who doesn't, the casual doesn't really pay attention. Yeah, if looking at the Vikings, they they're just a weird team because like, how are you thirteen and four? 
and they looked like one of the better teams like in the first half of the season, and then something happened. Yeah. Like Kirk Cousins just hasn't quite been there. No. Um, and then let's let's uh, look at the time. It's at four thirty. Yeah. Um, to Minnesota Central Time, so it's going to be three thirty. I don't think that's good enough for Kirk Cousins. Um, no, that, so, it'll be at five thirty. Oh, no, excuse me. It's 2.30 Mountain Time. Oh, okay. 2.30 Mountain yeah, Time. Then it's, yeah, then it'll be 3.30 Central. So yeah. that, that's that's teetering on, like, is it too early or or is it early enough for Kirk? Is it not? But I think they shouldn't have won the first game against the Giants. If you look at, like, every analytical, here's where, you know, the Chargers, Jaguars, I wasn't analytical there. Brandon Staley is very analytical. Um, and his approach, and I like him for that. I think he's a little too much, though, and he's kind of a robot. But I went with my feel in that game. This one, I'm going pure analytical. The Vikings, by some analytical things, like most, almost all of them, have them as a bottom-half NFL team. Some have them as, like, a bottom-five NFL team, statistically. <laughs> they have a neg- – they are 13 and – what, 13 and 4? Yeah. They have a negative point differential. They were outscored this year. I I try not to read too much into that. Um, that is something to like look into. That just means that their losses they got killed. That that's all that that's all that really means. But the times that they got killed were I mean, they beat the Bills, but like the times they got killed were when they played other playoff teams. Yeah, let's see. I'm looking at their one of their losses was to the Packers. So like uh, that was almost, week 16 crushed. Almost the playoff team to your point. Who then lost to the Lions? Uh Vikings also lost to the Lions by two possessions. Yeah. Alright. They got absolutely demolished by the uh the Cowboys. Cowboys. Um what was their other loss? The Eagles crushed them too. Week two. Yeah, it seems like whenever they play a good team. Like a legitimate good team. I do expect this to be close, but I like the Giants to win outright. Because the Giants should have won the first time, but Greg Joseph hit like a 62-yard field goal. Because, of course, they did. Because they're the Vikings. They're not good. Yeah. I and well, I don't buy them. It, this is a – this is I believe the Giants are going to win, but it's also a spite thing too. The Giants, just the way coach – Dable. Dable. Vrabel's Tennessee. Vrabel's Tennessee. Dable, Dable. was the B- Buffalo Bills OC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Coach Dable, I really – and I think we've touched on this in earlier episodes. He coaches in a way that basically allows for the Giants to at least have an opportunity to win. Mm-hmm. He's not going to let the game get out of hand. And so with that being said, uh, I was going to say – uh, Giants by seven. Yeah, I, I have the same thing. Um, I think twenty-one. Yeah, fourteen. And I think, and I think, you know, we think of oh, Brian Dable is able to keep them close and keep them in this game despite the lack of talent. I think, although I give the Vikings crap because they stink, um, even though they're good, but they're not at the same time. Their coach is fantastic. He has found ways to help them win games. Kevin O'Connell, he was the offensive coordinator of the Rams in the past with Sean McVay. Um, And I think he's very good. And, yeah. Um, They just overachieved. Giants win. 
Yeah. Anyway, let's go on to the next one. Agreed. Uh, Ravens, Bengals. Um, I there's not much analysis in my opinion. Similar to Dolphins, Bills. I don't think it'll be quite as bad, but Lamar's probably, probably not, not playing. I don't think he's been ruled out, but like Tyler Huntley, the backup is also probably not going to play. Oh, is that true? Yeah, there's... I don't think I don't care either. So either get Lamar Anthony or Brown. Kmart version of Lamar. Or Kmart version of the Kmart version of Lamar. Because <laughs> that's I, what Anthony I, Brown is. I, I absolutely love that about the Ravens, though. That is so fun. I think it's me. so great. You know who's going to be a great backup quarterback for the Ravens soon is Bryce Perkins. <laughs> He's 100% going to be a Raven. Um, oh. Anyway, love Bryce Perkins, but... Anyway, I don't know what else. Like, the Ravens could very much. They were. They are in the Chargers, Bengals. They're in the Chargers realm of being slightly worse than the Bengals, Chiefs, and Bills, but could beat them. Like, I feel like the Chargers and Ravens are, like, right below that top tier of Chiefs, Bengals, Bills. But if they don't have Lamar, like, there's, yeah, no, it's not even a conversation. No Lamar, no chance. Uh, Dude, I, yeah, I like that. No Lamar, no chance. No Bengals Lamar. win by 17. Yeah, I like that. Like, 38 to 20. Yeah, yeah. Or 21, I guess. Something so. like that. Yeah. Last game, Cowboys go to Tampa mm-hmm. Monday night. Um, I My gut instinct is to say the Cowboys, mm-hmm. but... Tom Brady in the playoffs at home. I don't necessarily want to rule that out, but I think this is the final. What's the term? Sword in the coffin? It's the final. Nail in the coffin. Nail in the coffin. That's it. Uh, For Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't win big, but. Uh, I think Dallas gets up big, and Tom Brady makes some kind of effort, some kind of comeback, but too little, too late, and yeah. Cowboys end up winning by three. They'll cover the spread. I am actually – this goes against everything I've said all year, but I'm going Tampa Bay in this because – the Cowboys, the last, like, three to four weeks have just looked so bad. And I just feel like this is just going to be one of those really annoying ones. This is it. This is the only time I'm going to pick them. If they win, I'm picking them to get crushed next week. But I like I, I like Tampa Bay to win a close game. They're at home. The Cowboys just aren't looking like the team they should be. With that being said, if the Cowboys come out and they look better and they look like themselves, they win this game easily. It's not close. Um, But Tampa Bay also has the Cowboys number. Week one, Tampa Bay beat them. And uh, at the beginning of last year, too, Tampa Bay beat them. Um, I'm going Tampa Bay in this one. But if the Cowboys play like they should – they they will win, but I'm not trusting that because they haven't done it lately. So fair, and yeah, I mean the Chiefs and the Eagles are sitting nice and cozy this week. Yeah, and yeah, other than that, um, 
as far as NFL and I think football, college football, it's probably the last time we talk about college football mm-hmm. substantially for a while, apart from maybe recruiting or transfer portal or yeah. breaking news stuff. College like basketball that. can start to take their place. Yeah. Well let's let's do a little college basketball run through and then we'll we'll wrap up here. Uh BYU will host Gonzaga tomorrow. Um, is Gonzaga the better team? Yes. Will Gonzaga win? Probably. But uh, they're only a four-point favorite. Um, Gonzaga is. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if BYU won, to be honest. I wouldn't either. Um, but, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah. It, <laughs> the, the pendulum just swings very far either direction for BYU. They either can play like one of the best teams in the country – Maybe that's an exaggeration, but they play like a top 25 team yeah. at their best and at their worst. Uh, they lose to our local high school JV squad. Um, yeah. And so... If they play well, I think they'll win because I think Gonzaga is consistently a top 15 team. Yeah. Gonzaga and these past couple games against Santa Clara and San Francisco, it's come down to the last minute or two. Yeah. And Gonzaga has squeaked it out. And so... Maybe we're gonna need to. I think I think BYU is gonna need to get a significant lead towards the end because if it comes, in, yeah, as you said, Gonzaga's been in these tight games and they pull them out, right? Yeah. I have no confidence we'll pull out a tight game against them. I feel like if they're down four with two minutes left, like we're gonna lose. All they have to do <laughs> is full court press us, and yeah. that's all that matters. But anyway, just wanted to throw that on the table. Uh, your squad, UVA, had a tough loss earlier this. Or excuse me, uh, a week or so ago against Pitt, but yeah. that's not a bad loss by any means. No, um, it's but, annoying, but we are good. we are watching Pitt Duke right now, and Duke's on a nineteen to two run. Yeah, over the last nine minutes, that's just really bad. Yeah, if you're Pitt. Um, yeah, but uh, beat UNC last night. Yeah, that was a great win. Ben Vanderplas and Isaac McNeely, two bench guys for us, stepped up down the. Stretch. They didn't have Pete Nance though. Who and those, those were guys that didn't really have that much of an impact in their loss against Pitt. Um, yeah. No. Well, I guess McNeely kind of uh, hit like a three or two. Yeah, Vanderplaus was, was very poor. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then uh, Arkansas, Alabama's going on right now. Alabama's a good team. Alabama is good, but they look pretty vulnerable right now. And yeah. Arkansas's good. Arkansas, yeah. If they lose at Arkansas. Here's the thing about college basketball. Arkansas could beat Alabama, and I wouldn't necessarily change my opinion. Yeah. You know, it's just that's the nature of college basketball. It's a process. The season is a process. Uh, Xavier is a good team. Creighton just can't win, even though they looked fantastic at the beginning. Well, Houston, having really having good. their big man Calk Brenner out yeah. really hurt them. But yeah, Houston seems like the team to beat right yeah. now. Um, I, think, I think, but like not by a sizable margin. Yeah, they're just sort of the default team right now. I think UConn's got a good team. Tennessee plays really good defense. I like them, but scoring sort of an issue for them. Um, the Alabama we talked about is really good. Uh, Purdue is very good, but like I sort of think they're not really as good. It's like 
Like they're going to win the Big Ten. That's my yeah, prediction. They've got, they've got a great. I mean, they've got Zach Eady. The he's going to be the Player of the Year almost certainly. They've got two Braden Smith and Foster Lawyer. Braden Smith is fun to watch. They're fun, but I like love. think of like they're sort of like it's like a little too early for them to like really take that team. Like I think that team. They could win a national championship when Fletcher Lawyer and Braden Smith are juniors. Yeah. They're, they're just... They're, they are a very good team. They're a top 10 team, but I'm just not expecting a national championship or something out of them. I, yeah. I think they've sort of overachieved, or not even overachieved as much as, like, they've kept winning while everyone else loses, and so they got up to number one. But I don't think they're number one. Yeah. Or number three. Right. But... They're still then, good. I, I, I want to say, like, I... Like I just I'm validating like everything you said. Yeah. But it wouldn't surprise me if Purdue wins the national championship. Like yeah. they have the talent. I don't expect them to, mm-hmm. even though I think they're a top five team. Yeah, yeah. But just the way just the way they play, they seem a little inconsistent, and that's kind of the biggest thing for me is that teams that win or do very well in March Madness usually just look very consistent yeah. the final month leading up to it. Even yeah, so if they, it's sort even, of like a wait and see. Yeah. Even, even if they lose during that stretch, like they still look good. It still could have gone either way. They play a really good team. Or if, they, it, or if they're like inconsistent, it's like very like, it's rare. Like yeah. they have a bad shooting night. I think, I think they are specifically inconsistent at their guard play with Lawyer and Braden Smith. It is really hard Two, I mean, they're very good, but they weren't like these top 10 level recruits. Relying on two freshman guards, like in a Final Four game, just gives me bad vibes. Yeah. And also, I feel like they try to funnel the ball into Zach Eady too often. Yeah. Um, which just creates this like black hole of, okay, robot mode. And I call it the okay, Dave this Rose. Is the, this is the Eady possession. Yeah, I call yeah. this like the Dave Rose theorem because BYU did it a lot when, when they had Yoli Childs to the point where no one else really did anything except yeah. they were just programmed to pass the ball into the big guy Yeah, which again isn't a bad thing like if the big guy's feeling it yeah. if he's hot, if he's getting buckets yeah, you gotta feed you shouldn't force anything Exactly. Yeah, and I feel like they just force the ball to Edie a little bit too much for me so uh, but Oh, I I'm excited. It's gonna be a fun stretch, and we'll go more into we'll go more into uh, college basketball here in the in the coming weeks. One last thought: Kansas is number two. I think they're good. I don't really think they're number two good. The thing is, and I'll touch on that: the Big Twelve is very good as a conference. Yeah, and I think. TCU is very good. Kansas State's very good. Iowa State's, Iowa State's good. fantastic. Baylor keeps losing tight games, but I still think they're good. They're just yeah. losing to better you know, to good other good teams. No, the know? Big Twelve. The thing is, and this is kind of what's wrong with rankings to some extent. Not like losses move you down always. Well, yeah, but it doesn't it's, matter if they're other Big Twelve. It's, teams. The Big Twelve will cannibalize itself. Yes, because exactly. it's just very good. The worst team in the Big Twelve might make the NCAA tournament. Every team in the Big 12 could very well make the tournament as of yeah. right now. Yeah. 
Um, they won't. Like three of them won't. Yeah, well, three of them you know won't. what I mean? Like three well, or four will, and they'll be in NIT. Like yeah, yeah. everyone will be in the postseason. They're just very good. But when you cannibalize one another, yeah, on it's tough. on rankings yeah. and paper, it looks like oh, Kansas has like eight losses. Yeah, but. Five. I'm going to love those teams picking them. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So buy stock now in the Big 12. Yeah. Um, but That's all I have. That's all I have, too. So we'll wrap it up, and we'll cool. see you guys next time.